from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, October 1st, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Dave James. A major deadline has arrived for workers at a hospital in Columbus. ONN's Tino Ramos explains. October 1st, which is today, that's when the employees at Nationwide Children's Hospital must submit proof of vaccination. As of last week, they were about 85% compliant. It was back in August when the hospital announced that they would require all employees, care providers, volunteers, and vendors at the hospital to be fully vaccinated. In a statement, they indicated that their biggest concern is treatment of children, those who are not able to get vaccinated at the time. Tino Ramos in Columbus. State lawmakers heard more testimony yesterday on a bill named after Ohio State student Reagan Tokes of suburban Toledo, who was murdered in 2017. Yolanda Harris reports. House Bill 166 calls for increasing GPS monitoring of offenders once they're released from prison and gives authorities real-time access to that information. The legislation was spurred in part by the reporting of 10 investigates, which uncovered how Reagan's killer, Brian Goldsby, wasn't closely watched by the state's adult parole authority when he was released from prison. While wearing a GPS monitor, Goldsby was able to commit a string of violent robberies in the German village area in the weeks leading up to Reagan's kidnapping, rape, and murder. I'm Yolanda Harris. Governor Mike DeWine's son, Ohio Supreme Court Justice Pat DeWine, says he will not recuse himself from cases challenging state legislative maps approved by his father. DeWine texted the Columbus Dispatch yesterday saying there's no basis for him to do so. Spectrum News first reported his decision. The governor sits on the seven-member Ohio Redistricting Commission that okayed the Ohio House and Senate maps along party lines. Three lawsuits allege they're unconstitutional. Ohio's Judicial Conduct Code requires judges to disqualify themselves from cases when their impartiality might be questioned. Democrats say the DeWines are bending the rules for political gain. Thanks to quarantines and the virus itself, school districts around the state have had to rely on substitute teachers more than ever during the pandemic. Michael Tater in Toledo talked with one in a suburban district. Teresa Hart has been subbing for six years. But last year, she actually had to fill in full-time because of the need. And she worries about shortages keeping kids from staying in the classroom. It makes me worry about the effect it's having on our kids, on the students here in the district. They need the stability in school. They need to be able to know that their teacher is going to be here for them on a regular basis. Or if not, there's going to be a familiar face. Michael Tater in Oregon. Another substitute teacher in the Oregon district is 78-year-old Irwin Young, who has been subbing for 12 years and has really been busy of late. Today I was in for two different teachers, you know, but you do what you have to do. The teachers are doing the best job they can. And unfortunately, from time to time, because of quarantining and COVID, they can't be here sometimes. Oregon City Schools has about 3,600 students. A company based in Taiwan is set to buy Lordstown Motors, the struggling electric pickup truck maker now occupying the former General Motors assembly plant near Youngstown. Amani Abraham has reaction in Lordstown. Lordstown Mayor Arno Hill is optimistic. We're in the wait-and-see mode. Taiwan's Foxconn is close to buying the Lordstown Motors plant. We look forward to sitting down if this does go through. Not sure whether they're going to ink it tomorrow or ink it next week or next month or next year, but we're very optimistic. 
Foxconn is the world's largest electronics manufacturer and a supplier to companies like Apple. It had previously announced a $10 billion investment in Wisconsin to make TV screens, but that deal didn't go through. Amani Abraham in Cleveland. A large company in southwest Ohio is growing. Steve Vaughn has details. Fairfield City Council this week approved a tax incentive package for Cook Foods, planning a $220 million expansion at their food processing plant in Butler County. We've been working on this project for nearly two years with the company. We know they seriously considered sites that were outside of the city of Fairfield, even outside of the state of Ohio. So we're really pleased to be able to have the opportunity to retain their expansion right here in the city. Economic Development Manager Nathaniel Kalin. The company is planning to add 400 new jobs to the 1,100 already working at the plant. Steve Vaughn, ONN. Capital University in the Columbus suburb of Bexley has a new nickname and mascot. Capital voted to retire their previous name, the Crusaders, last year. Some students and alumni disagreed with the nickname's connection to the historic Crusades. Now it's the Capital Comets. The university says it'll soon release new campus signage. The Cleveland Orchestra will receive a $50 million grant from the Jack, Joseph, and Morton Mandel Foundation. It's the largest gift in the history of the 103-year-old music organization. Here's ONN's Angela Ann. The orchestra says $31 million will be dedicated to its endowment, the orchestra's financial foundation, and supporting an opera and humanities festival. Severance Hall, the orchestra's home since 1931, will be renamed the Severance Music Center. The orchestra's performance space will be named the Jack, Joseph, and Morton Mandel Concert Hall. Angela Ann, Owen and News. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Dave James on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.